Banachton, Shafir and McCardle Mish, as Bavaliam Goldaka Shu Gushachle. Welcome to Shachle. I'm Fiona McCardle, and in this edition of Shachle, on Shachle and Kiev Show, Undunya Asantur, the man and the tower, we hear from Professor Hugh Davidson about the great benefactor of Port Erin, William Milner. Speren Dorica, Dark Skies, for which the island is famous, are now celebrated in a book by Howard Parkin. Asen Kush, Feed Keed, Nenas Feed, and the Kush 2021, the Manx Language Festival, which will be coming up from next Thursday, the 4th of November. Tapur Charna Veinarn Scanshol J. Torisid Vanen, Rish Imadi Blinton, as Taimadi Posteren Eve Cruit, Tajikan Riet by Perchan Dun, as Anturen Ole Kion Vrada. Ta Erdelia Eve uns Perchan Eve Show, Kendachrishan Tour, Erefe Darawi Trogit, Kied Bladen de Liea de Henne, uns Haki Jeg, Nan Jeg as Tree Feed, as Tekangled. Rishenim William Milner. Vanen Jane Hachten de Yenu Erdelia J. William Milner, Asantur her Kion Vrada, Vashenda Imbul Lun Erlie, uns Tai Imbul Bushis, as Vashervesh Haglish uns Kiel Nuchatrina, uns Avalia Beg, as Van Kiel Heen, Trogget, Lesh Urget Vosh Chimna William Milner. Van Tayega, an Aish, the rest, Ether and Tai Echt. Eden Shirach, the Falcon's Nest, as Kiel Nukatrina. Nasanma, high and high Erliger, Ach, Mer Arnjin Ardelia, Hailyaka Rooster, Vana Arnje Bola Echai, Lurish Captain Skira Russian, Stan Klukas. In a way, Port Erin is well known for people who've visited it. Arnold Bennett set part of his Anna of the Five Towns in Port Erin which was filmed for the BBC some years ago. William Hoggart, the artist from Lancaster, eloped to the island at the age of 28 in 1907 and devoted himself solely to Manx subjects from then on, settling at the Darach in Port Erin. Port Erin has also been celebrating the camp for enemy aliens, or rather the wives and children of enemy aliens, during the Second World War under the redoubtable Dame Joanna Cruikshank. Another name intimately linked with Port Erin is William Milner. Phil Gowan asked Professor Hugh Davidson of Russian Heritage Trust about William Milner's background. He was born originally in Sheffield and his father was a tinsmith and his father started to develop safes and Milner expanded the business enormously and became the world's biggest safe manufacturer from a base in Liverpool where he had about a thousand people and then he opened a big plant in London and he had a very, very successful businessman but he had rather poor health. He had bronchial problems and heart problems and he used to come over here from his mid-thirties for the climate and loved Port Erin so he came over here from about 1837 and then retired in 1860, built a big house near the Falcon's Nest, and where St. Catherine's Church is now, and lived here full-time for 14 years. And he was a great benefactor to the poor fisher folk, who had a very, very hard life indeed. 
Most people now know of Milner because of the iconic tower which stands on Bradder Head and you're celebrating Milner and his tower? Milner and his tower, both the man and the tower, because as you say, the tower is an iconic landmark and it's appeared on almost every tourist poster. And that went up in 1871 to 1872. And it was really a gift from the townspeople to Milner in appreciation for his wonderful generosity to many, many people in the town, particularly the fisher folk. And it's starting to go up. And obviously Milner was still alive and he noticed. And then the money became rather short. So Milner said, all right, well, I'll help you complete it. And it was completed. And he died in 1874. We don't know who the architect is, and I've talked to Peter Kelly and other people, and that's one of the few things that Peter doesn't know. But we have found a very, very fine drawing by John Miller Nicholson, which was a lot taller and thinner than the Milner Tower. And Ashley Pettit, for example, thinks that what happened was that the townspeople said, all right, well, that's a very nice design by John Miller Nicholson, and handed over a jobbing builder. But Nicholson's design was quite tall and thin and very elegant and probably wouldn't have stood up to the weather on Bradder Head. So we suspect the builder widened it and made it less high and rather wider and probably put a room in thinking that somebody would want to take money for people visiting the tower and, you know, in the bad weather, somewhere to shelter. There's a general view that in some way the design was supposed to have mimicked the inside of the lock of one of Milner's safe. We haven't actually found any evidence in the early days that that was the intention of the design. Certainly John Miller Nicholson's original drawing didn't look like much like a key. So we don't want to spoil it, but we're not sure quite what the factual foundation was. It's rather surprising that there's very little written about Milner. And when we started off, we went to museums, libraries and so on. Hardly anything at all. Couldn't even find an article on him, never mind a book. So we felt he should be remembered. So we are unveiling a plaque opposite the Falcon's Nest on a wall, which was actually the wall of Milner's main residence called The Rest which was destroyed in the late 1970s, but went up in 1860. That's in black marble. We've got a big exhibition at St. Catherine's Church Hall, continuing until 31st of October, 10 o'clock in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We've got about 60 or 70 very good exhibition boards and a lot of other fascinating material. So it will be the definitive exhibition on William Milner, to which we feel he's fully deserved. Take a long time. You know, we are producing a booklet which will be based mainly on the exhibition material, but we'll have some added material too. It'll probably be a slim booklet, very good read for probably five pounds, I think. And out just in time for Christmas? Uh, good timing. <laughs> it, uh, October, December is good time for books, yes. Professor Hugh Davidson telling Phil Gorn about William Milner. That exhibition in St Catherine's Church Hall is open tomorrow, Friday the 29th, and on Saturday and Sunday from 10am until 4pm. But it'll be coming to an end at 4 o'clock this Sunday afternoon, 31st of October. However, we've still got that publication to look forward to. In Cairn Show, 
bíonn a chluig caichléid máha sávara jadúni, bár higmúd gus jera tre sauri goldach, as an tre hín curicharás anúr. Ega tre tón ta iri na grénia mús cerú lug hocht, ach fús mara jadúni bíé lug sách derachlag. Ach gaíta sén bí lein na grénia begin rúis cuig sanyasta ons inna jay úr na sanma. As ash be na len na skira as na skira, der a lal tomes do, shen an chid lays feed mean an olig. Egan thresh shones jere fowed, ta solis a lay on rish mush jay urin, ha be och shach duris feed minute on lal tomes do. The Isle of Man has been promoting itself as a dark skies destination because the absence of light pollution means that observers have a lot to explore in the night sky. Howard Parkin is a regular guest on Judith Lay's Sunday evening programme on Manx Radio, with a monthly review of the changing astronomical perspective. Earlier this month, Lilly Publications published his book, Space for Dark Skies, an Astronomical Miscellany from the Isle of Man. Simon Clark met up with Howard Parkin in the Bridge Bookshop in Ramsey. It was never a, a, an intentional dream to write a book. It just sort of grew, and the, all the stuff I've got in my head, I thought, get it down on paper, and uh, and here we go. And I'm very grateful to Culture Vannin, who um, helped me with the book, and uh, I said I'd put some Manx in it. There's a whole glossary of astronomical terms in Manx, so I hope that people can use those. And when you read through the book, if there's a Manx term for it, we just looked at the word Taurus, the bull, Taru. And uh, as I said, their support was great, and... Uh, I've tried to make it as a Manx connection as far as possible. The subtitle of the book is An Astronomical Miscellany from the Isle of Man, which links to, obviously, my residency and the fact that I live here, and we've got the dark sky sites, and uh, it's been my, my astronomical career has been effectively in the Isle of Man since I came here in 1975. 72, I tell a lie. We've got some fantastic dark skies, and I can't stress enough, this is one of the other reasons I wanted to write the book, because we have got fantastic skies. The Isle of Man is great because when you look out to sea, you've got no lights. So when you're on any horizon view from the island, you've got fantastic views of the sky. And you can see the Milky Way quite clearly from the Isle of Man, even on a uh, from a well-lit area, because the Milky Way goes down to the horizon. And that makes the island unique from a, a small area. The Isle of Man is comparatively small, but you've got so many different locations. We've got 26 dark sky locations in the Isle of Man. And I think it makes it unique, because otherwise, if you live in Liverpool or Manchester, you've got to travel up to the Lake District or North Wales. You've got to have a two or three hour road trip to get somewhere where the skies are really good for you. You can do that in the Isle of Man in 10 minutes. Howard Parkin, author of Base for Dark Skies, an astronomical miscellany from the Isle of Man, available now at 1695. On Snaiky Jeg, Kefida Shejeg, Renan Cheshu Gilgach, Komo Felia Gilgach, Sonnekid Kiet, Efau Philgon, Lugde Veyons Nalbin, De Eden Mach Mikeona Janderson, Va Komol Sus and Ghalik on Zinvernish as Elena Kjell. Blinton the Sanma, Hyanam Ophelia Achachle, Gus Kush. De Kliachdach, De Kurichen Kjolli, Leachten as Kirlin and Gola Komol, 
as na keten tad kur mach fisri und spurl mechau na gilk. Gemas tacheten unse gilkin. Ta tacheten nyo formol on yes, red folly slide chit rakelia, de eischachrishus de lot gilk. Ta studera na chenya gole grenicha, imidi yenu jane chenya, haud stejintach. This is the final programme in this series of Chartlet, so we're looking forward a little further than the seven days suggested by the title. In fact, we're looking ahead to an event which starts next Thursday, the 4th of November, and will be running through to Sunday, the 7th of November. This is a celebration of the Manx language, which is called the Kush. He is in Grenida, the Manx Language Development Officer of Culture Vannon, Ruth Kegan-Gell, to tell us about this year's festival. The very first thing we've got going on at the Kush Thursday lunchtime is some pop-up Manx lessons for absolute beginners, which will take place in Douglas at the Henry Bloom Noble Library at lunchtime. So there's two of those, each of those are half an hour long. And if you know anybody who's a completely beginner who'd like to dip their toe and find out a bit more, maybe in their lunch break, they can find out a bit more of that through the website. So if people want to register for the pop-up Manx classes on the Thursday lunchtime, they can do that by going to www.learnmanx.com forward slash koosh, C-O-O-I-S-H, that is, and it'll take you through to the website to go and sign up. If you have any problems with that, just email gilg at culturevannon.im and that's a good way if anything goes wrong on the tech side of things, just to send an email. I, like many other Gilgaren, received an invitation through the post, which I was a bit surprised about. Indeed. So I believe that the children at the Bunskull have been writing and sending invitations around the island to come to an event called Targa Skull. And it's a really exciting open evening with a bit of a twist, with a bit of a difference. So there's going to be some very special VIP teachers who will be teaching through Manx that evening. And that's one of the first events in the Couche this year. So as many of you will know, listening that the Bunskull is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year so it was a nice event in one of their calendar of events that's happening and so but yes the second event is in that Thursday evening and that's at the Bunskull between six and seven and it sounds really really good fun so lots of people should go along to that if they can get the chance so to do that you would email Bunskull inquiries at sc sch.im to get your place but remember they're still on half term this week so they won't pick it up until next week there's a few different things going on on the 5th on Friday the 5th and all organised by different people and different groups which is great so the first one is a mini musicians class which is organised by Man and Music and Laura Rolls many of you will know and is a fantastic teacher and she's doing a pop-up class for 45 minutes aimed at children between the age of well birth really up to four with their parents or guardians or friends and relations to come over and basically learn some songs and rhymes through Manx and there's lots of actions and repetitions so if people haven't done much Manx before they can pick up quite a lot through songs and rhymes. The class time is at 10.30 till 11.15 at the House of Manannan so we're very grateful for the support of Manx National Heritage for making that space free to use and that's a free thing to attend as well so all you do is you go to www.manandmusic.com forward slash payments and even though it's got payments in the URL, I actually don't have to pay. It's free. So we're really lucky to have Laura do that for us. The second event that day is called Derlion Kiel Spoot. And it's a walk with the language organisation Pobble. And it's a Manx language walk, which will take place from 10.30 onwards. So they're meeting at Glen Willen. 
And then actually the course will depend on a few things. It'll depend on the weather, it'll depend on energy levels. But the main thing is to bring a bit of food with you so that you can you can say um, with good sustenance throughout the day. And so you can find out more details about that through the website as well, through learnmanx.com forward slash kush. And then the third event on the Friday is a family Kaylee Kaylee Luchtai as Ina Chentigan. And it's taking place in the evening um, down in Port Erin at the Legion Hall. That'll be between six and nine o'clock. And so it's a great place to be able to see the fireworks that are put on by Port Erin commissioners, as well as taking part in a really good family Kaylee with a great Kaylee band. And there'll be a hot supper there. And that's organised by Shezach Naperenton. And that's to raise money for the Bunskal, which is great. So if you want to go along to that, adults are £11.50, but children are free. And you can register again through the main learnmanx.com forward slash Koosh website and find the link through to get tickets there. So I think then people can have a Koosh cabin as crew. They can. So, <laughs> crew sounds interesting. What's going on there? Well, it's um, like a little bit of alliteration in this title, but it's basically an opportunity for everyone to come in. And, and it's like a drop-in event, really, between 11 and 4 at the Corran Hall in Peel. And this will have all the Manx language organisations and craft stalls with the focus on Manx language products. Refreshments, Munchverga um, are doing teas and coffees and cakes, raising money for them and there'll be all sorts of different things going on so you can go and chat and join different organizations find out more about them and buy books in Manx and come for a bit of Calortis as well have a bit of a chat so this is great for anybody really if they've just started their learning journey they can come and meet other Manx speakers and obviously right through to fluent speakers as well so it's just a really nice opportunity to drop in and see what's going on and there'll be a few pop-ups as well. So I know that Pauble will be presenting there under Brian Stoll as well, the Brian Stoll Award for Creativity Through Manx. And Erin McNulty, a PhD student, will be talking a bit about some of the work that she's doing at the moment as well and hoping to meet some people as well along the way. And there'll be some exhibitions and mini, mini exhibition as well and all sorts of things. So it's worth coming and having a look at that and a great thing to pop into. So we're staying in the West on that Saturday. And then the evening also in the Corran Hall, there'll be an event called Kronjacht Vanenach Schunach, and that we were inspired by the idea of the braid of Stedford and things like that. And there was, you'll know this, um, how many years ago was that uh, original event? It was in the 20s. 1924. 1924, so almost 100 years ago. There was a, an event of the same name which had all sorts of classes and things taking place. And so Kronjacht are doing a similar thing with Manx language and music classes. And you can go and just turn up and enter those. So there's some for children and there's some for adults. And it should be a really entertaining evening as well and there's a bonnet class as well which will also be what you end up eating as your refreshments so that's uh, that's really good so that's five pounds for adults and two pounds for children and you can just pay on the door so just turn up and that takes place from 7 p.m and should be really good fun and there's two talks on the sunday actually a bit of a fishing theme on the Sunday and so the first one is through English but it's talking about going on the Irish fishing in the 19th century and that's by Rob Tier so he's going to deliver that at the Howe Methodist Chapel 
up towards Craigneesh and that's from three until around half past four and that's free to turn up to as well but with donations to the chapel gratefully received and in the evening there'll be the Liech de Rau and that's given by Phil Gorn from Munjeverga and that's going to be an illustrated lecture in Manx through Manx about Sierra Leone and so that should be really really great because he did work out there and had lots of first-hand experience and photographs and videos and stories to tell and that's delivered as I say through Manx but with refreshments as well at the Colby Glen pub and if you want to go to that the best thing to do is to email him and you can find his email address through learnmanx.com forward slash kush as well so all the information is on there it's five pounds just to cover the cost of refreshments and towards the hire of the pub and it starts at seven and should be over by about 9 p.m. So there's lots of different things going on. There's 10 events in total and we tried to get them around the island and things from family events and things for all levels of speakers as well. So hopefully there's something for everyone. And really this couldn't have happened without the whole of the language community coming together and putting on all of these events. Jeeb and the Manx Language Network has just coordinated it, but actually if people haven't stepped up and done these, the couche doesn't happen. So grateful to everybody who's involved and it's great to see lots of things come together for this year. As for anyone who's not on the Isle of Man who can't actually attend events in person or anyone who's not going out to events at the moment, there'll be lots of things going online, lots and lots of videos as well. So from videos purely through Manx to videos just exploring beginner Manx and things like that as well. So there should be over 20 videos that go out in time for the Kush. And so keep your eyes peeled for those as well as other different things that are being launched at the time. So if you're online, have a look at the Learn Manx website or on the social media channels if you um, if you follow those and you'll see different things going on. In Grenada, Ruth Kegan Gell, looking ahead to the Cush Manx Language Festival starting next Thursday, the 4th of November, until Sunday, the 7th of November. As we come to the end of the year, people's thoughts often turn towards a review of what's happened in the past 12 months, and perhaps how that compares with former years. Culture Vannin actively encourages that with an invitation to submit nominations for the Rai Blina Vannin, as Culture Vannin's director, Brigia Madro, explains. But something that came out from the Mananan Trophy that was dreamt up by somebody who was called Ken Quayle, who was known for creating wonderful carpets with Manx designs on. Um, and he and Mona Douglas and Eric Alswick, who was creating lots of Mananan designs at the time, came up with this idea for a wonderful trophy. Um, the Mananan Trophy became the Riblina Vananan, and um, it's now nominations are open throughout November. So you can think about a person or an organisation that you think should get the Isle of Man's highest cultural honour. The simple form to fill in, you just fill in your name and then you write about the person or organisation. So write from the heart and tell people why somebody should receive that honour. They might have done something wonderful that year, might have been a lifetime achievement. You can you can put that in. Then there's a panel of assessors and they're made up of representatives from different cultural organisations such as Nkrunjicht, um Festival, Manx National Heritage, Culture Van in itself, Isle of Man Arts Council and in Cheshire Kilgach. 
So you get people who are looking at all of these um, nominations and they'll assess them when they all come in. And unfortunately, there can only be one winner each year. So if you've nominated people in the past and they haven't been successful, try again. We have nominations open through November. The decision is usually made in December and then we can make the announcement in January and it's, it's almost like a Manx New Year's honour. Brisha Madrill, Culture Vannan's director. Ashene, Wushan Tlosho, As Wushan Straisho, Jeshachle. And there we come to the end of this edition and of this series of Shachle. So now from me, Nishvon Fiona McCardle, Slend you. Mm-hmm.